Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online at 800-966-WTIC. 522 WTIC, and uh, everyone's concerned about coronavirus, I guess, and uh, even Amazon's concerned, right, Bob? Yes, they are. Yeah, but again, <laughs> we're not trying to spread any kind of fear here, guys. Uh, no fake news here. No. Well, what's Amazon doing? Oh, Amazon, uh, this is CNET article. Mm-hmm. Amazon removes one million products claiming to cure coronavirus. That is just crazy. It that, is crazy. That, that, that Amazon okay. would even have a million products claiming to do that. And the retailer also reported take uh, reportedly takes down thousands of listings from sellers it says were price gouging. Mm-hmm, like the masks that don't the help masks, you anyways. Yeah, there's a shortage now because everybody wants to buy them. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I heard something where some guy was buying a packet of 50 masks for like 50 bucks rather than 15. And like, why do you need 50 masks for crying out loud? You're like a family of four. 50 masks. Well, you gotta you gotta change them frequently. You gotta hoard them. But again, they don't work, guys. Masks don't do any good. Anyway, yeah. Well, the only ones that should have masks, in my opinion, that really need them are the ones who are infected. Well, it doesn't. It still so doesn't when work. they cough, it doesn't go beyond. The it mask. does actually. The masks let it goes right past. So those really? masks, yep, they're completely useless. The only ones that work are uh, respirator style masks. Otherwise, oh, I see. So it captures all the air. Yeah. Otherwise, there's nothing going on there. So you just look silly. Hmm. But the point is, million of these products coming off of Amazon. How does Amazon even allow this to happen? What what is up with Amazon? I mean, we've had stories about Amazon putting on uh, products that are harmful to children. Well, uh, they're not self policing their their they, site. Well, they are. Nah. Yeah, they are. How and did a million of them get on? You know how long that should take? Well, you know, as a, as a uh, Amazon seller, if you're now have an Amazon store, yeah, you can post anything you want, sell whatever you want. But but uh-huh. you know, after it comes into review and people start. Uh, complaining, right? Then they, you know, then they look at wh- what you're selling. It's like the guy going, to, you know, in the old Wild West with his snake oil. Yeah, get a million and million different products out there to cure coronavirus. Well, I had a brother that was selling books on Amazon. Yeah, and somebody else bought a bunch of his books. Yeah, and then reported him, and he couldn't sell his own books on Amazon for six months. Because the other guy bought the books and said that they were his and books. sold them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Jeez. my brother was the author. <laughs> 
Well, you gotta love Amazon. They, yeah. they seem to have all their stuff together, don't they? So yeah, they have to do their investigation. <laughs> it takes time. I guess I may have the months or whatever off, but you know. Right. Yeah. The point is. The point is, it did happen. It's, it's the wild, wild west on Amazon. Who knows what you're getting? And now, even when I go on Amazon, I'm, I'm not a big. I like to go shop local. Right. The problem is nobody has anything local here ever. And you, a guy, as a guy, it takes me forever to figure out what I want. And then when I want to get it, I go get it. I want to go get it at the store, but the store doesn't have it. Nobody mm-hmm. stocks anything anymore. So you're stuck on Amazon. And then you go look on Amazon for a product. You don't even know what's a real one or a fake one anymore. You can't tell if it's it's from, you know, some guy selling out of his garage or if it's from the company or if it's from Amazon. You can't tell who's selling it to you anymore. <laughs> or maybe somebody's got a nice picture of a product that they're right. not even going to sell Here's you. Here's <laughs> your product. It's a picture of the product you bought for 50 bucks. Yeah, it's it's uh, it should be better considering. Well, it was like eBay in the early days. Yeah, but this is in early days. Amazon didn't make money for like 20 years. They're finally starting to make money. And now they don't know what they're selling? Thanks, Amazon, for taking off the million fake products. Yeah, but they don't sell everything. I mean... Yeah, that's the thing. I know. They they can let anybody on. Amazon stores, yeah. Well, that's where they make their money. (laughs) I guess. Here's some good ones here for you. Twitter was tricked into verifying a fake 2020 candidate. Um, The report says a high school student tells CNN it took him less than 30 minutes, this is a CNET article, to create a fake congressional candidate. Andrew Waltz, a Republican running for Congress in Rhode Island, reportedly got one of Twitter's coveted blue check marks. The problem? Waltz isn't real. It took a high school student in New York less than 30 minutes to create a campaign website and Twitter account for the fake congressional candidate. So 17-year-old reportedly submitted into the fake candidate um, to Ballotopia, a nonprofit that Twitter works with to identify people running for office. So again, Twitter. Like I've said almost numerous times, I don't know how I have any time for Twitter, but nobody's watching Twitter either. <laughs> be a 17-year-old and make a fake candidate um, and get verified, get your blue check mark, whatever that means. That's kind of silly. I also well, want to go ahead. That that politician actually got the blue check mark, the fake one. Yeah, <laughs> <The> fake <clears throat> I know it's crazy. So in other news, we've talked about this before, sim jacking. So um, this is from my favorite tech blog out there in uh, uh, over in the UK. Blog? A bloke, I'm sorry. Bloke who was simjacked twice by Bitcoin thieves. Bitcoin thieves, jeez. Gets green light to sue Telcom for millions. A California judge has given the go-ahead for a $240 million lawsuit against AT&T for porting a subscriber's phone number to a hacker, allowing the criminal to steal $24 million in fake money. <laughs> Cryptocurrency. Michael Turpin sued the mobile operator back in 2018, and uh, he revised his legal challenge a year later to make it more specific allegations. Um, so again, SIM jacking is a problem, and the problem is two-factor authentication is utilized by your phone, right? You, you, you configure a text, and if your account then is configured to text you, if you log into your fake money wallet, there, your crypto miner wallet, and then if it wants the two-factor, it's going to send a text to your phone number, and you put it in. Well, what the bad guys are doing, they're sim jacking, and they're telling AT&T, hey, you know what, I need to port my number over here. And AT&T is like, okay. And they move the number over to the bad guy. The guy logs into the guy's crypto wallet and gets the two-factor text, and now he's took 24 million bucks in fake money. 
you, you can't have AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon be the keepers of our two-factor authentications, guys. They're just not designed for it. They're, they're mobile carriers. They're not security companies. Half the guys you're talking to on the phone probably were selling sneakers the week before. So what's happening is nobody's properly verifying you are who you say you are. And when they move that account over, it's gone, right? So now you've, you've, uh, your two-factor has kind of been defeated. So, again, we've recommended here a physical key right the the ubico keys or the titan keys that the hacker can't do anything about that it's physically on your person he would literally have to first steal your account and then mug you <laughs> take your key um so using your phone as a two factor authentication to a text number doesn't sound like a good idea if you want to use an app a third party app maybe duo which we use a lot for our customer base um that is definitely an option but that doesn't use texting necessarily it's an app that, you, that you're working with, so it can't be as hijacked as, as um, what's happening here as easily. So be careful when your two-factor happens to be going through a phone provider, especially if you have millions of dollars in fake money. <laughs> Did you have anything else, Bob, you wanted to bring up? Oh, uh, I got a good one. Yeah? China may send 100,000 ducks to swallow locust plague. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so a single duck can eat more than 200 locusts each day, a researcher mm-hmm. tells Bloomberg. However, Ch- uh, a China Agricultural University professor reportedly expresses doubts about this solution. <laughs> right. Pakistan's locust population might try to call foul play. An army of 100,000 Chinese ducks could be tasked with battling the insects plaguing right. Pakistan's crops, Bloomberg mm-hmm. reported Wednesday. Yep. The birds are biological weapons with a serious appetite for locusts. A single duck can eat more than 200 a day. Uh, Jing Lang Academy of Agricultural Sciences researcher uh, Lu Liji told, I hope I pronounced that mm-hmm. right, told the news agency they could be deployed to Pakistan in the latter half of the year following a trial in China's western region of Xinjiang. Right. Okay. The locust infestation is apparently worse than Pakistan has seen in 20 years and threatens the country's wheat harvest mm-hmm. after ruining its cotton crop last year, according to The Guardian, which cited the news. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to jump down. So it's pretty low-tech technology article. It is. It says... (laughs) You're going to use a duck. Back in 2000, China sent 30,000 ducks from Xinjiang province to uh, Xinjiang to tackle an infestation of locusts. The BBC noted, ducks are better locust hunters than chickens because they flock together rather than splitting up. And chickens will only eat around 70 locusts a day. Yeah. And I would contend that those chickens would be fattened up and uh, consumed very... So are the ducks. I mean, they're practically chicken. That's true. <laughs> so you have to the locusts are eaten, and we can go eat the ducks, and everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, all right, we'll see what happens there. I want to bring this up, too. Uh, Best Buy is doing something weird. Some employees are expressing a growing uneasiness with something called progressive leasing, which is being offered to customers who don't qualify for their retailer credit card. Uh, they're offering this, this lease-to-own program. And basically what happens is if you don't qualify for the credit card, I mean, you can't afford to buy the TV, all right? You can't. And they're saying, okay, don't worry about it. You can go ahead and just pay $79, and then you can pay a progressive lease rental over 12 months. And what turns out, a $1,000 TV becomes a $2,000 TV because they've, you know, hardware as a service, as it were. They've leased you or rented you the hardware. And it's it's it's... Pretty heavy-duty loan sharking here, as far as I can see. Um, so I would caution you guys. This is kind of a common issue even in our business for, for 
companies that are looking to buy voice over IP phone systems or even even servers and workstations, they're being kind of offered these types of monthly payments. And what happens is a $20,000 phone system becomes a quarter million dollar phone system if you pay for it monthly. So if you look at what it costs to, you know, you're hoping your phone system lasts you 15 years, right? Uh, or more if you buy it as a small business. What's happening is companies are coming in and say, oh, just pay us 25 bucks a handset forever. <laughs> and if you do the math on that, you're going to end up spending five, six times what you would if you just bought it. And that's kind of what's happening here with this new program with, uh, with Best Buy. I'm not so, I mean, if you can't afford the TV, save up. Don't give, don't give them twice as much money to buy the same TV. Um, uh, this crazy progressive leasing, it sounds awful. Um, but again, it's happening in businesses. If you can't afford the phone system, don't have some slick guy tell you, well, it's only 25 bucks a phone every month. <laughs> Would you ever do that? Would you, if you just did the math and did it over X number of months, it can be wildly expensive to do it that way. And we used to joke about the 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 the, the poor uh, elderly elderly folks who you know in the center part of the country have been renting their AT and T phone forever for twelve or thirteen bucks a month forever, and the individual phone could have cost the poor folks their tens of thousands of dollars because of the rental. So I mean, if, if it's a rental, I would tell you to run away. Um, we'll put these links up here. You can read the whole story about this Best Buy thing. Um, definitely seems a little, a little. Uh, I don't know. Predatory, as far as I can tell. Um, but put, we'll put a link up here on all these stories. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, guys. Good time to do it early, um, usually by the uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock hour. We're all jammed up. So right now, lines are wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, four lines wide open, so feel free to get online. But yeah, this whole SIM jacking thing, um, it's a problem, especially if you are known uh, to uh, be, you know, if you're a, a known figure out there, right? And uh, some of the SIM jacking is really happening by just being targeted specifically because you're known to be a, you know, a big cryptocurrency guy or very involved in XYZ company, and uh, basically these these folks that work at some of these big cell uh, services right at their counters are working together to try to, you know, trick the uh, individual into having their their uh, phone ported away from them and uh, they're working together with the bad guys so be aware of it if you're using your your texting as a uh, second factor it may be a little less a secure thing than if you used a physical key let's get right to your calls you're nice enough to join us on this saturday morning we're going to go to rick rick first in weathersfield morning rick hi how are you <clears throat> clearly i'm not doing too well i'm losing my uh, my voice already and uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm kind of I'm kind of experiencing the same thing. So, yeah, yeah. Hang in there. <laughs> I'll try. What's going on? Yeah. Well, um, I have a, a, a laptop um, Lenovo that's about uh, four or five years old, and it's yeah. acting a little quirky. Um, and and I am kind of uh, needing to probably um, get a backup or a new, I think, uh, laptop uh, because I'll be doing some new activity uh, job wise. 
and I just want to make sure, you know, uh, before I start that, that mm-hmm. maybe I um, kind of transfer things over and get, get a new PC. So I was wondering what, you know, what are some of the better ones out there now? It's been about five years. Well, if you like Lenovo, you can stick with Lenovo. Um, that's an option. Obviously, you can stick with a brand you're familiar with. But we like HP. We've had very good luck with our client base with HP. So. Yeah, I used to have an HP, and I, I like that. This the, the Lenovo is a little different, and I was thinking of, of maybe going back that way to HP. So yeah, that was what I was wondering about. And try to stick with a metal case. They're much more. They're much better quality if you stick with something that's got the metal around it rather than plastic. Yep. Um, that's number one. And then, of course, your processor speed comes down to your your budget, right? So, um, i five or better. i five, i seven. Um, look for a current generation. You're going to find the cheaper ones are going to be the seventh and eighth gens if they're still out there. But if you can get a ninth gen, that'd be a, the, the latest processor type. And yep. uh, eight gigs of RAM is a, a good number. And um, solid state hard drive. Uh, if you can, if depending on how much space you need, two fifty six minimum solid state hard drive. Uh, if you can afford more, that'd be great. And do it before your laptop fails. That's really the key. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so two hundred and fifty six gig. Yes. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. For uh, the hard drive. Right. It's not a lot of space, so it depends on if how much you're putting on this thing, um, or if you're going to have some of your data off on a secondary drive. Because yep. 256 okay. is still quite small um, okay. these days, especially if you're doing pictures and stuff like or video. It's not going right. to last very long. But if it's just Word documents, it's perfect. And 8 gigs of RAM. Yeah, 8 gigs minimum. If you go more than that, that's fine. Um, 16 would be nice. Uh, it all comes down to your budget. But if you can get right. those minimum specs and go and, and if you find one within your budget that has more, you win. How much does it go? How much would that go? The minimum spec, so about like as an estimate, where am I, where's my starting point? Well, so it depends on if you buy a consumer grade laptop or a business grade laptop. So in the consumer grade, you might find those specs anywhere in the five hundred to eight hundred dollar range. <clears throat> in the business grade, you might find it in the eight hundred dollar to a thousand dollar range. Um, and the business grade is just going to deal with better quality components. Um, they're not just pricing it higher. The consumer grade is going to they're going to cut some corners on some of the quality areas and the component areas of the of the laptop okay. making it cheaper. The warranty okay. is shorter on a consumer grade versus a business grade. It can Pardon be. Me, what, what was that? Bob thought that note that it that the the warranty could be different too on the business grade versus consumer grade, but generally the, you'll have an option to purchase whatever you want there. Okay. So normally it's better with the consumer than the business you said the warranty, vice versa. Then? Vice <clears throat> okay. vice versa, but okay. you have to pay for it either way. Okay, okay. Well, that that that's that's great. That gives me some uh, uh, places to start. Yeah, and uh, yeah, within the next week, I really want to try and and uh, prepare for that. So, yeah, I don't wait too it. long. It's yeah. listening. It knows you're thinking about it now, and it's going to fail. Any other software issues or whatever you know, it's um, or, or apps that I should be loading up. You know, that are well. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna rec- recommend WebRoot for your antivirus. And we're going to okay. recommend um, that you configure OpenDNS so that you're surfing more safely. Those two things are always important. Yep. Other than that, no. Whatever you want to do, you can buy an office suite once, or you can rent it with 365 forever. It's up to you. Right. Yeah, um, rent it with office. yeah that's what I was thinking of Yeah, whatever works okay. for you. But the the two security things, WebRoot and OpenDNS, are good starts. Okay. Great. All right. Thank you very much. You got it, Rick. Thanks for calling. All right. Take All right. Yep. Bye bye. All right. He's got something to do. Um, for a Saturday morning. What do we got, about a minute here? All right. 
I'm going to go right to uh, Bob in Manchester next. Hey, Bob. Hey, uh, I'm having a problem with... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> What's going on? The uh, bandwidth uh, from Cox Cable. All right, what you getting? I'm on my laptop when it's Wi-Fi. I get 14. All right. It's supposed to be 150. 150, I'm, huh? I'm paying for 150. All right. And then uh, on my desktop, I get uh, about 40. And that's wired directly or wireless as well? Well, it's it's uh, no, that's wired directly from the uh, router. All right. Oh, I, I got Cox Cable in there to service it. Yep. And he uh, checked, and he said, uh, "Looks like you're having a problem with your modem." Yeah. So I put I put a, a, a Netgear modem in. Yep. Bought a, bought a new one, and mm-hmm. same same thing. All right. So Bob, hang on a sec as we go through a hard break here at the news, and then we'll get back to you and see what we can do. Okay. All right. We're going to put Bob on hold and see if we can help him out with his bandwidth. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Everything we talk about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you follow us on Twitter, I'm not sure if we have a blue check or not, over at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get into your news feed. And, of course, via Facebook as well, you follow us at Tab Computer Systems. We'll be right back. We are back. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're listening on the stream over at radio.com, if you're anywhere in the country, or in the world for that matter, right? It's a toll-free number all in the world, right, Matt? 800-966-WTIC. And uh, feel free to get online. We're happy to take your call. Um, We're back with Bob in Manchester, and he's dealing with his bandwidth issue. So you're paying for 150 and your PC is only getting forty after you changed out your uh, your modem. Right, right. And you're connecting the computer right to the modem. Um, when I did that, I ran into a problem, another problem. Hmm. I figured because it w- it wasn't working, so I figured, well, maybe I'll do a restart. So I did a restart on my computer. Yeah. And it crashed. Your computer crashed. Yeah, and I couldn't get it to. Uh, it would. Just come up with a blue screen and then the ball turn oh and then it would just stall. So that's a whole different problem, Bob. Yeah. So I I took care of that. I uh, rebooted and uh, yeah, and I went to a recovery, which was a mistake because then I wound up with Windows Seven. Oh boy, you went all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay, so you're having fun over there in Manchester. Yeah. So anyway, at the office uh, on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I get uh, about uh, 60 or 70, which I figure is okay. Yeah. And, the, and on the desktop, it goes up to 90, sure. 91, 92. Yep. I went over to my son's house. He's an old Lyme. Mm-hmm. He's got Comcast, and I got 114. Yeah. My laptop, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm, I'm stumped. Well, and I... I'm not sure if uh, going through the uh, the router uh, would uh, yeah drop the speed. It could. Your router could be old. So your lap you've got multiple uh, 
issues here that you have to, to look at. Now, you already have proven that your laptop wireless configuration can go as high as 114. So what right. is it, 802.11 AC is he running, or what's he running over there, Bob? It could Bob? be a lot of things, I mean, yeah. yeah. So the protocol you're using, you've proven your laptop is capable of the high speeds. Now, when you go to your home, your router, its wireless radio might be old. Might be a, who knows, it could be a G, it could be who knows what version of wireless you're running, and that's why you're getting such a bad result. Yeah, G's only going to get you uh, about 54. Yeah, on a good day. Tons. He's only so getting on like 15. So... So you're, how old is your router, Bob? Is it yours? Uh, yeah, it's a Netgear. Uh, how old? What, what's the model? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I'm not at home now. Oh, okay. I'm at, I'm at my office. So. All right. Well, I, we, I think that's your problem, is that old Netgear router, because the modem you've changed, and when you plug the computer directly into the modem, you should get the fastest available bandwidth that you're paying for, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're wireless, it's your your Netgear router handing out that performance, and it's not doing a very good job. So I would tell you to upgrade your your router. Okay. Because we already know your laptop is going to work. Yeah, because the next thing I was going to do is uh, I might call them anyway and downgrade my uh, speed, Yep. my bandwidth. Yep. Is it just you and your wife, or how many people yeah, are? Yeah, just, just my wife and I. Yeah, you don't need that much speed to do what you're doing. You only need about... 75 megs would be nice. 50 to 75 is all you need to do what you're doing at home. Yeah. I've got 83 whole megabits. No, I'm paying 83 for 65. And I've got five people hammering that thing. It's no problem. <laughs> so don't get too much. Don't buy too much. It's all a big trick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they're, yeah. They want to sell you a big pipe. And you're not going to use it. You're still just turning on the shower. Right. All right. All well. right. I'll try that. Yeah, upgrade the router. Go and uh, we've got some links from past shows as to the router I've put in place to replace my old router, which was starting to show its age. If you'd like to check that out. What what, what brand was that? Well, the brand I chose was a was a Linksys brand, oh. and um, if you go back to past archived shows, you'll see the link to the actual router I chose. Yeah, I got a Linksys at the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. All right, Bob. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. This is really the kind of the issue with the model of bandwidth and, and the Internet itself. You, you can kind of relate it to the issue that people are having with the MDC water issue, right? It's If you think of the Internet and you think of the packets and the megabits as, ha- as water, same idea, what you're doing is the, the Internet companies are trying to sell you a big fat pipe to the Internet. It only means you can move a lot of water or Internet data down your pipe, but you don't need to. Right, you're only going to use a tiny fraction of that pipe. Again, this is for home. For businesses, this is different. But for home, you don't need a big pipe. Now, you look at the MDC. MDC is trying to is going to crank up your water rates because you're not using as as much water. Right? They they they're a consumption model. They actually bill you by the gallon. Right? Internet isn't. They're a pipe model. How big of a pipe can I sell you that you're not going to use? So the problem is, as you conserve water, guess what? What you do use goes up in cost. Right? You're using less. The infrastructure costs the same. The people cost the same. Everything goes up, but you're not using anymore. So every drop costs more. So, honey, turn on the water sprinklers, the, ga- the yeah. lawn sprinklers. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> uh, but of course, that's counterintuitive, right? Conser- you want to conserve. But they still get a charge. They still not get a- anymore. Well, <laughs> that's why they have the whole problem with Niagara, right? They need to, after Niagara hits a high number, then they want to give them a discount. The more they discount, 
then that covers the cost for everybody else, but everyone's screaming that it seems counterintuitive that you're giving them a discount. But I digress. Think of it that way. Imagine if the internet companies changed their model, and instead of selling it to you by the pipe, they sold it to you by the bit. Right Now, all of a sudden, you're a consumption model, and your bill could be really low, depending on how much you use. You only pay for what you need. Right. <laughs> like the emu over there. Um, so the, if you think of the internet the way water works, but you look at the models, because I heard somebody comment that the MDC's model is wrong. Imagine if they used the internet model to sell you water. How much do you think your monthly bill would be then, Bob? They use the internet model. I'd have to turn the water off. Exactly. I'd be cheaper buying it from Niagara on the grocery store. Exactly. Because <laughs> what would happen is they take your entire cost to run the entire system, divide it by all your people, and everyone's going to pay 500 bucks a month for water. Yeah, even if you only use an eight-ounce glass. Just like the internet works. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? That's how the internet model works. That's why it's a car payment to get internet service, right, or television. That's what they're doing to you. They're selling you more than you use. Um. But it's, it's one of those things. So you don't need a whole lot of bandwidth for home. You don't need a big pipe. You only need 50 to 75 megs. <clears throat> All right, excuse me. So um, let's get right to your calls again. Three lines open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's go to Joe in Berlin. What's up, Joe? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, you just on, on that last uh, discussion you had there, I was just curious, Is uh, are the internet companies making money at, at this uh, at this point? You know, what, what does their profit margin look like? It looks if pretty good. Oh, okay. If, if that's the case, well, then, then, then I agree with you 100%. But anyhow. Yeah. And, that, and the thing is, Joe, they're a monopoly. You only have two choices on top of it. Well, how many wow. stadiums do they, can they afford to sponsor and put their names on? <laughs> yeah. They're doing pretty well, I would say. Good point. Good point. Okay. So what's up? Hey. Uh, okay. Uh, I've got I've got three questions. Uh, I always when I did when I do a backup, I always did copy and paste, and I I would uh, you know just make a subdirectory called the date, and I would yeah. just copy uh, everything I need into that subdirectory. Well, you've been talking about uh, backup software lately, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I thought well maybe I should try. I, I bought a new. Uh, <laughs> I've got the, uh, probably five, six, eight uh, uh, hard drives, yeah, you know, separate hard drives that, yep. that I, I have, you know, going back over the years. Yep. But anyhow, <clears throat> uh, you were talking about uh, backup software. Mm-hmm. I looked through the archives and I didn't see anything, uh, you know, any, anything that you would recommend. I'm, I'm getting lazy. I thought maybe it'd be nice if, if I didn't. <laughs> Sure. If, if I could, you I'll, know, I'll bring it up again. It. Yeah. Um, you can use the to do back the who's it by Isus to do backup. It's a free backup. It's Chinese software, so be wary of that. Yeah. Uh, free software. That's what I use for my home. I don't care if the Chinese have my pictures. Um, on the other side of the more high end, you could try a Cronus, which is an an image based backup. Now, the way you've been backing up, Joe, is not a bad way. A copy and paste gives you a nice native. File, right? The file's copied yeah. there. You can see it. You can access it. Exactly. <laughs> when I when you create a backup with a, a software program, the only way to restore yep. is you have to reload the software program on your new computer, right? And then run a restoration program. Yep, yep, yep. Because you can't just read the backup file. Yeah, uh, I. You know what? Well, the only thing, like I would just do a copy of uh, Drive C and paste. But there's a bunch of files that that. Uh, you know, it won't copy for for uh, for whatever reason. Well, that's kind of a read-only um, thing. You only need to copy your yeah. data. 
you don't need the system files. You need your data. Okay. Because if your computer crashes, let's say it's a Windows 7 machine, uh, the next machine you're going to buy is a Windows 10. And yeah, having... No, they, okay, these are 10s. I, got, I have two of them. They're okay. Both 10. All right. So even if you have all the system files, though, you're not really going to be able to restore those okay. naturally. You're going to have to have a fresh installation on a new platform, and then you're going to choose the directories that you copied that are just your data and restore them. If you restore the files, the actual program files, you could be overwriting newer yep. files that are on the new the new platform. So just, just back up your data the way you're doing it, and you'll be fine with a copy and paste. But again, it's selective. You have to remember where you put your stuff, right? If you put something important in um, some some folder on a different drive that you don't remember and you don't remember to back it up, it's gone when the thing crashes. So that's the other drawback too, whereas a software program, you can configure to back up the whole thing. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I usually keep, uh, you know, keep things in, in the right folders. But now, okay, so that, that that's... Uh, before you ask the other two questions, Joe, can I put you on hold? Because we got to take a quick sure. break. All right, we're going to put Joe on hold, and we'll get out to a quick break here, guys. Three lines open for you on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We got two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. We'll go back to Joe in Berlin with his additional questions. What's going on, Joe? Okay. Uh, well, my, my second uh, question, uh, also concerned with backup. If I have two users yeah. on, the, uh, on, on one computer, yeah. does each user have to back up separately? Depends. Can you see their data uh, as you? Are you an administrator or you have a high enough credentials yeah, to see I, their data? I'm an, I'm an administrator, yeah. All right. And can you browse to their folder and see their data? Yes. Then no. Then they then they would not need to have a separate backup. You just have to capture that folder. Okay, I, I'll just do it. Okay. And now my third question is the, the these computers have uh, – they've got a, a 512 uh, meg uh, solid-state drive. And nice. two uh, – I think they're five-terabyte hard drives. Wow. So uh, – but but everything goes to the default drive, which is drive C. Well, that's your problem. And, okay. How do I change <laughs> that so so that uh, – because the, cause the other, other user is um, – just put it in the default drive. Yeah, you can't you, you can't really force it. You got to tell the user to put the data where they're supposed to. Um, unless Bobby has a trick that I'm aware of, you're well, supposed I, to I, just I, tell them, "Hey, here's where your folder is over here on this drive. Save it over here." Yeah, but but what happens is every time you boot up, it, you know, it goes. Some of these programs go back to their default drives, and and that's that. Well, that's because you are you have the option, free will. You can choose where you like to stick your data. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to tell the user to use the tool properly. You, you know, Bob may, maybe has some ideas here, but if you have uh, certain programs, you can tell them to go certain places. Well, but, all your standard ahead. programs, you can go into the options and you can set the default folder where it's going to save your program, right? Or, you know, save your documents, if you will. So you can change the default. And within the program itself, some the of them program. will have that option for you. Well, most of your better ones. You yeah. know, all your Office applications give you the ability to change the default location. So you can change it from My Documents to uh, 
a uh, to Joe's documents or yeah. Joe's documents backup, whatever you want to call or it, or a different folder <clears throat> on the C drive or uh, a network, on the D drive, a, a network uh, map drive, if right. you want. But you have to choose it, and you have to configure it, and then even after you configure the default, the person can still choose to stick it on their desktop, right on their okay. local desktop. So All there's right. not much you can do other than tell them what to do. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll go look for that then. Yeah, which programmer is the biggest problem? <laughs> All of them? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's it's primarily well Outlook, and, and for whatever reason, and, and it's uh, I, I I tried this the the uh, what is it uh, the PST file Office, Office three sixty five. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, okay. So if, if somebody emails you, uh, or emails, I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, emails you a document, yeah, and you go to save it, yep, it, it, it uh, the save defaults goes it goes to drive C. Yeah. So like Bob said, you can tell you can configure that within Outlook as to where your default drive will be for to save things. Um, but again, you can always just keep that in the, in your mind. Hey, I need to save this too here. You can just actually navigate to where you'd like to save the, the file. The more you do it yourself, the better you'll understand how the computer works. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. Well, I don't have a problem with that, other than the fact that it's just extra steps. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes, you got to pick the drawer before you file the cap, file the uh, well, file. Correct, correct, That I understand. What kind of shop are you running over there, Joe, huh? Mass production? <laughs> Lots of data going in there. Uh, no, well, no, it's primarily you know pictures. Yeah, like no, I'm not. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. All right. Uh, I I will. I'll go look for the, the default uh, default settings. Yeah. There, so. All right, and that was a bad mistake. Outlook 365. I'm going to go buy out uh, the uh, the. Uh, the you know, I'm gonna. I want to own the program. Yep. I, I don't want to stick out in the cloud someplace. So yeah, that you was can, the other issue. Yep, you can go ahead and buy the uh, home and uh, business or the student and home right. version, and uh, just buy it once and not yeah, rent no it forever worries. from Microsoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All, All right, right thank you. You're welcome, sir. Yeah. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. All right. So we're going on to Bob in East Hartford. What's going on, Bob? Good morning. Morning. I have a uh, Hewlett Packard 312C printer. And the black and white cartridge for it is an HP 15. I recently bought one at Staples. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of shocked when I had to pay almost $70 for the cartridge. And uh, I was wondering if you guys uh, could help me uh, find a place where I could get it uh, uh, less expensive. At one time, uh, Walgreens Drugstore used to refill cartridges. Yeah. Which I used to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. A lot of money yeah. in cartridges. And uh, it was really inexpensive. And right. uh, that worked well until they discontinued it. They don't do that anymore. Right. What happened is HP got wise and said, wait a minute, you're not going to be refilling these cartridges. And they made intelligence on the cartridges themselves to notice whether or not they're ref- refilled or not. So you can't do that anymore. They want their money. So my best advice would be to go laser. But that's just me. Bob has an idea, though. Oh, well, well, that's, I, that, that's getting a different printer. It is. Uh, um, the printer I have is a Hewlett Packard 312C. Yeah. And um, it works fine. I mean, I've that's, had it since that, that, 1999, and it works beautifully. Y- no, I know. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's an inkjet printer, right? 
It's a what? Is it an inkjet printer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So inkjets are very very expensive to run, the ink, and they put a chip in there that forces you, it keeps track of the uh, ink level, mm-hmm. which a lot of times is wrong. Right. I mean, yeah. I've gotten a lot of, I've seen a lot of them uh, for clients that they got a brand new cartridge and it shows in as empty. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that they don't want you to renew it because it, HP, their model was they made 5% of their profit on their hardware, and 95% of their company's profit was in consumables, mm-hmm. which okay. would be ink and toner. Yep. So that's their business model. That's why you know they want to put these chips in there that allows you to use the, you know, their ink and toner just once, and uh, then, you know... Buy a new one. Buy a new one. So that's why we say laser. I mean, if you've got kids, imagine you would go broke. No, no I don't. In fact, I use the the uh, printer sparingly. Mm-hmm. And when I want something for my own personal use yeah. that I'm not going to send out, I always uh, print in draft form, mm-hmm. which which takes less uh, less ink. But the other problem, too, Bob, is those cartridges tend to get kind of crusty. And then all of a sudden they get clogged up, the nozzles are clogged up. So you got a $70 cartridge sitting in there that if you haven't printed in a bunch of months, yeah. you run a cleaning routine that spits out a bunch of ink to get through that. The ink will dry up. Yeah, it's, if I could tell you anything, stay away from inkjet and go laser. Do you, okay. do you need color? Uh, what I do, uh, I've just given up on the color uh, portion of it. And when I, uh, when I, as a last resort, when I need something in color, Mm-hmm. I just go to the library and pay twenty five cents a sheet. Wow! So, if you uh, you could get a, a uh, inexpensive, uh, monotone, just black laser, laser printer, right, for a hundred bucks. Yep. No kidding. Oh yeah. That's what we tell you to do because you just you're, you're spending seventy, 70 bucks on the cartridge. A cartridge. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, Bob. So good luck with that, all right, is sir. Is there a brand name? HP. Even though you, you know, oh, Hewlett Packard makes it. Yeah, laser printers. That's what. That's that's them. That's what they're known for. Okay. Thanks right. a lot, guys. You got it, sir. Bye now. Bye bye. Yep. Stick with laser. Stay away from the ink jets. We're gonna get to more of your calls, and we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Three lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. If you're listening um, on the HD side, ninety six five HD two. I don't sound like uh, Ray Optimus Prime on it, but it's you know nice solid FM connection if you want to check us out there. And of course, on Radio.com. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.